are listening to episode 66 of the Game Deflators podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody. Here at the Game Deflators podcast, we usually like to talk about games we've recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and this week there is no inflation deflation challenge or any of that other stuff because we're doing something different. Strap in your seatbelts, folks. We got some kart racers coming. So... For longtime listeners, you might have remembered back when we did a brawl of a bunch of side-scrolling beat-em-ups to see which one reigns supreme. Today, we're going to take a little tour through uh, history, the late 90s, early 2000s, and take a look at five different kart racers. And uh, let's not throw Mario Kart Tour in there. We don't like to talk about that one. All right. So uh, let's actually kind of start out with what we're currently doing gaming-wise. I mean, I got some good stuff that I recently had done, so I'm, I'm still playing Shenmue, but besides that, uh, I saw The Witcher on Netflix. Have you caught that yet? No, I haven't. All right, so I'm a little late on it, obviously. Uh, but, dude, it's flipping sweet. It is so good that I decided to start reading the books. Had to. It's And the books right now are phenomenal as well. You, you got anything? You I don't read. You don't read? No. It shows. Um, you should see all the errors, people, on our notes. Uh, hence why I always have issues reading it. Well, that could be also me not being able to read. We probably shouldn't be hosting a podcast. That's eh, all right. All right. Well, uh, I guess if you got nothing to talk about, let's get down to the nitty gritty. And we'll start for first one. Uh, to be up front, we're not going to cover some of the crazy ones like Mario Kart 8 which obviously wasn't early 90s or late 90s, early yeah. 2000s. So, We're not doing Mario 64. It, we know how good that one is. Mario 64 is not Mario a Mario Kart, Kart 64? Mario Kart 64, there we go. Yeah. All right, so what we're doing, we're starting... Uh, originally, we wanted to take a look at and see what uh, was available on Sony. Obviously, everybody knows about CTR. Yes, we are going to talk about CTR, but we wanted to take a look at a couple others that john had and uh and john is very disappointed well, himself that he did not have chocobo racing that is a purchase coming soon mm -hmm. yeah so after looking at those we decided to sandwich those playstations in between some nintendo so we're going to start off going chronological and we're going to go with the first game i'm sure everybody's already played this one before diddy kong racing for the n64 developed by rare released november 97 John, did you play a lot of Diddy Kong growing up? So I played a lot of Diddy Kong in Super Nintendo for, you know, my Donkey Kong Country 1 and Donkey Kong Country 2. I did not, however, play Diddy Kong Racing. It was not... I didn't even own an N64 till I had college. That's how sad it is. See, I didn't have one until it was already past its heyday, and I never owned Diddy Kong Racing, but I always had a friend with Diddy Kong Racing... And that was their preferred game. You've always got a friend of me too, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so to the N64 component, I've always been a Sony fanboy, hence majority of my games are mm -hmm. PlayStation games. And N64, like I said, just didn't hit till college time. And that's when I started picking up games and boosting up the collection. But still not a lot of Diddy Kong Racing. No, man. Like Mostly the, Mario Kart. You know what, though? I will say that Diddy Kong Racing was one of my first N64 games I purchased. Not because it was good and that because I wanted to play it as, you know, playing Diddy Kong, because it was cheap. And the fact is it's still cheap. In fact, I would consider this and Lego Racing and Disney Racing to be V-Poor Man's Mario Kart 64. Okay. So, uh, 
we can get into the game, obviously, what yeah. we liked, what we didn't like, pricing and all that good stuff. But that was always my experience and why I never truly played it. And even today, everybody I hang out with is like, let's play Mario 64. You have all these N64s and games. Let's play Mario 64. It's never let's play Diddy Kong Racing or let's play Disney Kart Racing or Lego yeah. Racing. It's always Mario Kart 64. Hence why we're not talking about it today. Yeah. So your experience. Uh, like I never had it growing up, but I always had a friend who had it and I always played it over there cause that was their preferred cart racer over Mario 64. And are you still friends with them? Yeah. Oh. Though the thing that I like most about it, I like how you have the different options for vehicles. I mean, and they feel pretty different. Like I always go with the hovergraph for the most part whenever available, but, um, the I know you were having a hard ass time trying to fly the plane. The planes are cool. I think it's just it was so early before, you know, it's the earliest title we have on this list. And for them to be forward thinking enough to allow you to have multiple different types of vehicle and all race them together in those different ways. Also, uh, of all the games on this list, it is the first one to have multiple racers multiple racers like uh racing against npc controlled opponents most of the other games we tried did not have that feature which i continually was like why does this not have this function like it why should. can I? it should 100 percent should it like sets up that kind of mood that you're looking for like in a kart racer versus in like you know, a more traditional racing game, like you really want kind of that more fun chaos environment and less of like a kind of one-on-one, -on -one, you know, situation. And I think yeah. it's way more interesting the more people you have, the more power-ups you had flying around. This game also had really good power-ups. Yeah, well, no, I would disagree with that. I did not like the power-ups in this game. You don't? I felt the, the power-ups was actually the one thing I noticed in Diddy Kong Racing that was complete trash, dude. It was, you either get an oil slick, you get one little missile, or there was like this twisty lightning bolt thing that went around me. I don't know what it did because it never actually happened. The shield. Yeah, okay, so it was a shield. I, I have no idea. I didn't really use it that often. And um, there was one other thing that kept coming up. Missile. Oil slick? Oil slick, shield thing, and turbo boost. Like, those were the four things I got consistently. There was never, like... And the variation, like, usually you got, like, a percentage of what place you're in and what you get. And last place, you usually get, like, some better items, right? Most kart racers are like that. It seemed that no matter what position you were in, you were just screwed. I mean, when I was in sixth place during my do not finish, I just kept getting oil slicks. That was it. There was nothing that would assist me You know any that capacity. you can increase the power of the, By the, the bananas, pickups, right? What, the bananas picking them up? No, no, the different balloons. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was getting different color balloons. It just was not equating to what I wanted. And that's also, I like the randomization aspect, too. You no, know, like, if you get, if you hit a red balloon, uh -huh. and then go through another red balloon. Oh, I see what you're It saying. increases your, the power of your item. You'll get, like, two homing missiles. Gotcha. You know. Or, no, you'll go from one forward firing missile to a homing missile, sorry, to... 10 multi-shot missiles yeah so that the, requires so you to hold like on to up. it though. yeah yeah it requires you to hold on to it and hope that you're in a position to do so yeah if i'm hitting an oil slick consistently i'm not going to keep powering up my oil slick well, it's just dumb 
Well, and the different color balloons have different type of items, so yeah. only the green balloons have oil slicks. Well, I kept hitting a lot of green balloons, clearly. Well, and that, that's also a part that I don't like then. I mean, you know, there's no randomization aspect. Knowing, hey, if I hit the well, green balloon... Well, color balloons spawn? Well, yeah, but you still have, like, you would see a blue balloon and, like, two red balloons next to each other, like... So you can pick what's more advantageous in that situation. It's more strategic to plan around. It can be more strategic, but at the same time, it takes away a randomization component that well, a lot of Well, if there's a blue balloon have. and I get that and then a green balloon pops up, I mean, that's still some level of randomness. Kind of. You'd rather just have no idea what's coming? Yeah. Well, that and I would like it to be... It, when you look at games like the Mario Kart games, if I'm in last place, I have a higher likelihood of getting a lightning bolt or a chomp chomp or a star or something along those lines like there's a higher percentage of getting items that are truly like you know powerful and they're they gonna help you have a lot of better catch-up mechanic yeah exactly versus i'm in sixth place i'm halfway down the track and i have no ability to catch up mm -hmm. you know like okay i can get five homing missiles but how does that help me okay well, you, I can look, grab... you try to hunt down blue balloons to get the boost yeah and they're very few and far between is what I found. Okay. There were not so, many. So you prefer the the randomness of the power-ups and the catch-up mechanics inherent to those to try to to help you out in the race. That's I mean, that's why there's all different kinds of kart racers. And it's really, you know, playing these back-to-back, -back, that's really what we're going to be able to see is like all the the different, you know, levels in these games and how they're all kind of tuned differently. But... Uh, Diddy Kong Racing, you know, you said it used to be cheap. Do you know how much you paid for yours? Where did you get that price? Dang. Uh, when I first picked it up, probably 6 to $9, roughly. Now, remember, I go to a lot of thrift stores. Yeah. Or I used to go to a lot of thrift stores, not so much anymore. And I would pick up games for 3 $4 all the time. Back in the day. Yeah, nowadays, you, God, man, to find a game like that for 3 4 bucks, so rare. Yeah, uh, that's why it was intended. made by Rare. Yeah, pun intended. So probably about six to nine dollars, roughly. Okay, is about what it was back then. Well, right now, folks, you can pick up your loose Diddy Kong Racing for the N64 for fifteen ninety two. That peaked back at sixteen ninety nine in January of twenty nineteen. Goodbye, twenty nineteen, and it's currently holding its value pretty well. Uh, looking for a complete inbox copy, that's going to run you forty dollars. That peaked back at forty six sixty three in April twenty eighteen. Currently, that looks like it's rising up. So, you know, if you're in the market for Diddy Kong Racing, I think that 1592, uh, it's a good kart racer. Uh, if you can get Mario Kart for cheaper, Which you know, not. you could go with Mario Kart. But if if you have to pick between the two and you could get this at 1592. I, I'd take that. I'm going to do the folks a favor here. Um, if you find this for $15, stay very far away, in my opinion, and go pick up Disney Racing or Lego Racing. You're going to get the same quality experience or lack thereof and at a cheaper rate. That's just my, my opinion well, on harsh it. Harsh right? words from very, John on this Dude, one. I love the Donkey Kong franchise, and there's a reason we don't... Well, no, we do have more Donkey Kong Racing games, the Barrel Blast or whatever it is that they had on the Wii. But there's a reason that we haven't had them in that many years. It's just not worth it. All right. Anything else on our uh, friends over at Rare and their Diddy Kong racing fiasco that isn't worth it? Nope. So we're going to move on into the future 
and we're going to go to the next year, uh, 1998, a game by Blue Shift, Inc. This is Running Wild for the PlayStation 1. Was this her last game? Uh, you know, I don't know. Because spoiler alert, I, I really think it might have been. So, John, you're the one who pulled this off the shelf and you were like, we should do a kart racing game and this should be one of the ones we played. What's what's the deal with this game, John? Well, it's uh, frankly not really a kart racing game. It's more of a running game, which I probably should have got from the title alone, but it was a running game. And funny enough, I have a, another game that was put away called Wrecking Crew, which is actually karts. So we could have totally avoided this disaster of a video game and had that experience, which probably would have been just as bad. Um, so Wrecking Crew, a little bit about it. Uh, 1998, Blue Shift Inc. Uh, the game itself is really not a kart racer, not a whole ton of items. You have power-ups and it's you play animals racing around. Yeah, it's essentially a kart racer in the sense that you have different static characters, and power-ups it's got a lot of the the kart racing things but yeah you are just like an anthropomorphic animal like just hoofing it in a foot race yeah and there are four racers at the same time so it was us and then two npcs so there was a little bit of that like you know racing against each other but it lacked the chaos that you get from a kart racer so no items that really kind of benefit you in any any state outside of a boost you know, or outside of, um, I think it was like a shield or something that you could get. That was literally about it. Like, there wasn't much going for this game, in my opinion, that really would have helped you out. Yeah, or there made was, it fun. There was like an invulnerability power, one that made you like big and strong, and one that just gave you speed. And then there were some boost pads littered around, you know, all the usual stuff, but there were no like, uh, forward firing projectiles or slick leaving behind, you know, banana peels or oil slicks or whatever. Or it dung. was Yeah, it was very limited, your interactions. There was some uh, mechanic in the game for, you know, kind of bullying people out of your way, like the bigger, heavier characters could move, you know, and that's featured in a lot of car racers. I know you got your heavies that can really push people around in Mario Kart. Yeah, like. your slower weight for being a heavy, or slower speed for being a heavy versus, you know, a little bit faster on the on the lighter carts, but then you do have that ability to hit somebody out of the way, make them spin out. You know, it had that basic mechanic to it, but, you know, seeing your notes here, um, you know, you mentioned it was pretty basic. Yeah. And I would agree with you. It was super basic, and it, it lacked a lot of depth, in my opinion, and it also lacked via the music that you would typically the music have music wasn't games. really great or there very much the uh the pickups some, were nothing yeah the, music the pickups sucked really, it did have different paths on the levels so at least they did try to make you know the courses weren't terrible for the most part uh some of the areas where you would kind of like slick and slide around a little bit those were a little weird at first but eventually i kind of started to get the the feel for those but and the characters themselves just they didn't really you don't you, know, you don't, you don't have connect to have a lot of difference for them to feel like they control different but if you're going to put stats on there and say that they control you know they have much of a different control like i didn't feel any of that and i tried we each tried four different characters yeah. overall uh, you know, just not it, not what we were looking for in a kart racer. So this game, uh, complete inbox goes for twelve seventy one, which is 
you know, I guess respectable for what it is. Like I wouldn't it's say not that common. much. It's not common. Yeah. I, you know, I think at the end of the day, when you look at this type of price point on a PS1 game and it's just a bad game, it's just not a common game to come across. Yeah. So, and this peaked at twenty two forty nine back in April twenty fourteen. It's currently holding its value pretty well. Uh, loose copy was seven ninety nine, and that peaked back at uh, ten forty eight in April twenty seventeen. Also holding its value. I don't think that I would ever pick this game up personally. Like, if you're a collector of racing games if you got to have all the ps1 games in your collection if this is just something that you're missing i hey at least it's not that expensive if it's like a must pick up it's not gonna break the bank for you that's a good thing i would say yeah i would say that this game is highly inflated even at that 7.99 price point it's just not worth it it there is no fun components to this game like i would rather pay i don't remember the price on grid runner but I would rather pay good money on Grid Runner compared to this. Yeah. And especially compared to everything else on this list, this is definitely the one that I would probably put at the bottom if we were going to rank them all. I think we could rank them, you know, when we're done here. Uh, so, and I would probably say that would be my my lowest tier. Yeah. Right off the so bat. So maybe overlook Running Wild. It was good to kind of see, you know, in perspective here, Blue Shift, not as, you know, popular as Rare, as a company, not as well known. I mean, it didn't even have, you know, it also went for the animal, you know, look to the game. But it's hard to compete with Rare's, you know, uh, Conker and Banjo and Diddy. Like, they've got that mascot recognition, and it was such a better game the year before. So... Just to kind of a flashback for people that have maybe listened to us in the past, I would rather play two hours of Mrs. Tea Party or Mrs. Spider's Tea Party than play this. I think we had a much better experience in that game than we did with this one. So, uh, I'm going to guess you are also on the It Is Inflated route. Um, You know... I know it's not an official inflated, deflated, but I, I would say this is inflated. Yeah, I, I don't think it's worth that. No. All right. Now, this one that's coming up, I truly enjoy a lot. Racing by, by Naughty, Naughty Dog, Dog Creations. And stand out. Stand out. Like, this was... This was the game that everybody was like, okay, Sony's got a kart racer now. I mean, obviously nobody was... Uh, some people must have been playing Running Wild for that year, waiting for, you know, Sony to come out with their own game. And here here it was, right on your PlayStation. Your favorite mascot, Crash, racing up against everybody in a fantastic kart racer. Tons of cool power-ups, tons of great levels, an open world, like traversing design to get around and you know characters making bosses certain references that you have to... yeah no the boss battles were flipping awesome but yeah even the you know getting a character getting hit making different commentary and such throughout the game uh, 
I enjoyed it a lot, man. And growing up, it was one of my favorite kart racers. And even today, it's one of my favorite kart racers. Uh, I haven't played the remake of it. Yeah, I haven't either. I was really excited about that. It sucks kind of what happened in the post-launch, but, you know, I guess they snuck that one through. Yeah, so uh, anybody that is looking to get that old nostalgic experience and, you know, play a good kart racer from back in the 90s, this is definitely one that, you know, you can obviously play a remaster or remake at this point. But if you ever want to just boot up a PS1 and happen to find this one, it's totally worth it. So I guess we can go a little bit more into our opinions here. So it holds up. You know, obviously, I, I would feel it does hold up. Anything else uh, for you on that? Um. Yeah, so... It feels a lot slower like than a lot of the other games we played like the speed at which you're going through these courses like the the time on some of the laps to get through felt a lot longer and then the power-ups seemed a lot more potent like when I you'd get hit with something it felt like it really took your time away from you and you weren't able to you know catch up as much if you weren't able to connect with those like if you got a good lead and you were able to for the most part avoid some of the worst things that could set you back you were going to keep that lead well you know even so i mean we played it from a one-on-one perspective Uh, obviously we've both played this with multiple racers in the past well and this game has no npcs for the versus racing no exactly which sucks like i really wish it did and this is our first of the five that we're gonna check out that didn't have that wait was this the game that started or was the running wild that started in uh split screen like horizontal oh my god yeah vertical got, instead of horizontal yeah we gotta talk about that really quick so yeah was running, that this or running wild no it was running wild okay. so running wild had a vertical split and a horizontal split option and it was they were both bad yeah like if you're in but the vert- it started in vertical which was weird yeah i'd never seen that so start in vertical for a racer and the problem with that is you couldn't really see the corners you were turning on yeah as well and you had to kind of shift your camera while driving which is we're not driving but running which is kind of weird and if you were in horizontal you had like this you didn't have that vision of above you like it kind of shrunk it down and so while you were racing it just felt weird while like you know, hey, I'm going in this cave, but I can't see the roof of the cave while I'm running mm-hmm. versus, you know, in the vertical mode, you could. So that was really odd. Um, so back to Crash Team yeah, Racing. Sorry back to, to cr- yeah. go back to that. So we did a lot of 1v1. The one thing I noticed that was significant with it was we were never really behind. I think there was one race where I was demolishing you and you hit me with like three or four crazy power ups and you're right back there next to me and almost won. And it happened like that pretty consistent across the board. We were neck and neck for a lot of these races. And a lot of it really just came down to, crap, he hit me with the, you know, the clock to slow me down. Or I just happened to hit you with a homing missile, you know, right at the last moment. It was never, there was never a dull moment while playing it 1v1. Mm -hmm. So that's my overall experience with it. I think we probably should have played this one against like other characters just to get the full blown like CTR. Uh, out of it just kind of get out of our systems but we've both played so much of this game that you know i, I would have to say that um, i'd like we to know see enough. yeah i'd like to see the remake and compare and contrast what's different about it it should probably be pretty cheap pretty soon uh, i think it's hovering around 25 30 bucks still okay yeah i mean that's to be expected i think it came out at 50 mm-hmm. roughly all right 
The next one is a game that is... Oh, uh, did we go over the price on that one? Oh, no, we didn't. I don't didn't. think so. Okay, so, we did not. Crash Team Racing. Uh, so if the new one is... Here, you want to look up what the new one is? So if you want to get the true nostalgic experience and play some good old CTR on your PS1, uh, for a complete inbox, that's going to run you $17.61. Now, that peaked at $22.79 back in April 2016. It's currently trending up slightly. Uh, the loose copy is going to run you $9.97. That peaked at $16.54 back in January of 2019. Goodbye, 2019. And uh, it's holding... It's value pretty good. Now, I think that 1761 seems like, I don't know, it seems like kind of a lot for PS1 game, but it's a really good PS1 game. You're going to have to keep talking. I'm having issues here. You're having issues. Okay. So John's having issues. I think that 1761 is kind of a lot to pay for this. Uh, the 997, I always feel bad about even recommending loose price for you know ps1 games i guess they're not just gonna send it to you in a ziploc bag like i'm imagining they'll probably send it to you in a like clear jewel case or something oh, if it's gamestop they'll send it to you in a ziploc bag covered with paper and thrown into a very large box to to waste materials but it won't be scratched oh i can't guarantee that <laughs> uh so price point i was actually right on uh 26 loose 3191 complete uh, thirty-two eighty-eight brand new. So just do yourself a favor and buy it new. Um, so you'll save about twenty bucks buying the original over buying the modern remake. And I guess that's a value judgment that you'd have to make. But I'd rather spend the twenty bucks and get the new version of the game than save twenty bucks and get the old version. Now I know that I'm not a collector, so my opinion varies here. But John, if you if you needed to play a kart racer and you had a PS1 and you had the new modern system of your choice, do you think that you would rather pay and get the PS1 version or would you rather play the modern version? I mean, from a... I mean, I know neither of us has played the modern version, so I guess it's a really dumb question to ask. No, but. I mean, it's not. I mean, from a financial perspective, yeah. I mean, if you're just trying to really save money and pick up a kart racer, then yeah, just it's buy a worth, PS1 game. Yeah, it's, it's it, worth the price. It holds up to the price. Yeah, you're still going to have fun. Now, if you're asking me, hey, would you be willing... Which one would you rather play? I mean, I'd much rather play the modern one just because it's better graphics and I it's the same experience. online connectability... Well, two really changes this, especially in a game where you're going to be, you know, at home. You're not always going to have somebody over to play it. I know that kart racers are better with people. So I think spending the extra 20 bucks to get the remake version is going to be the better deal. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Um, and the remake, you know, graphically it's better versus, you know, the PlayStation 1 version. And at the end of the day if it plays the same and it feels the same and it's kind of a, you know, just a rebuilt experience, if I'm going to get the same experience on the PS4, like the PS1, just go with the PS4. Okay. I mean, why not? So as far as the PS1 version, do you think inflated or deflated? Um, I would say deflated. I mean, a complete in box, like it's worth 20 bucks for a complete in box. And, you think? Yeah. And like loose, like loose is probably about right, but complete in box, $20, I think would be fair. Okay. You know, I, 
1761, yeah, great price. If you find it for that and you've been dying to play some CTR for years and you find it for 20 bucks, it's not terrible. All right. John yeah. says inflated or deflated. Deflated. All right. This one, now that we're on it, kind of near and dear to my heart. Yeah, you intro this one. Yeah. So, uh, no, Ryan, it is not Speed Freaks. It is Speed Punks, uh, released by Funcom Dublin in September of 99. And this is on the PlayStation 1. So, you had never had the experience of this game. The only reason you found out. I never even heard of this game. Only reason he found out is because on a whim, I was just sitting down on my couch thinking, man, I haven't played Speed Punks in so long. And there's a probably, what, four or five episodes ago I brought this up. And uh, I just went on eBay and picked it up for, I don't know, $10, $11. Free shipping. Why not? So, what was your feelings on Speed Punks? So when we first started watching it, or the you know intro video, I was not quite sure. I thought maybe there's a problem with the game because it's a bunch of kind of Rayman or me style people, you know, they got except with like floating hands and floating heads and just like separate feet, very Rayman-esque. But then they get into cars. Those cars don't have a body. They're just wheels. And tailpipes and like a steering wheel and a chair. Like there's no, there's nothing connecting it all together. So they live in this weird world where they don't need connectivity to make, you know, whole things, I guess. It was very disturbing. But the controls were very loose, in my opinion. The first character that I picked, I was all over the road. The pace of this game was very, very fast compared to CTR especially. Uh, it has a built-in boost uh, function, so not only are you trying to collect various power-up tokens on the map, you're also trying to pick up uh, little lightning bolt tokens in streams to try to build up this boost meter uh, and drift. You know, it's got all the classic kart racing stuff, but that addition of building your boost meter through collecting other stuff kind of like you would run into coins or bananas or whatever in other games. And I can tell you the single-player version of this game, too. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but that level we had with the boat, Yeah. Um, there was a, a section where there was a little lightning bolt token that was all colorful, and if you grab that, it auto... It's like, a full boost. Yeah, full boost yeah. on that. So there's several of them in different levels. And in the single-player mode, you go for your standard you know, Grand Prix situation to unlock your different characters and levels, but... You go into boss battles in that too, from my from what I remember, and in each of those boss battles, you kind of had like, um, you know, just a one on one race, and you had to try and, and race each other. And those power up boosts were super handy at that point. Uh, this game is pretty much like pure nostalgia for me. I played this a lot with my brother, and it was a lot of one on one, a lot of fighting, a lot of arguing over it, and we used to you know tag team and. Uh, take on the overall Grand Prix type stuff and watch each other play and help each other out. And it was just a lot of fun. So it's a game that I had to get my hands back on. And I would consider this, given the ratings this game has, which are fairly high, uh, I would say this is one of the hidden gems on PlayStation 1. And it's a cheap price, too. Now, I did have a problem with the visuals at some times. Sometimes it was hard to see the track a little bit there were well, times where we're playing on an be, hd tv yeah too. so if you're going to be playing this find a way to upscale you know it. upscale it or play it on like a, a crt 
I think would be better for you too because it it was a little bit distracting at times. Now I don't have any connection to this game like John did, but I did find it to be quite fun. Uh, once I switched characters and we tried like a couple of different tracks, I thought that it was a really different feeling kart racer. Like Diddy Kong Racing feels a lot like Mario Kart. Running Wild feels like nothing. Uh, Crash has its own feel too, but this game... It can run on its own, I feel. Yeah, I think that this game was kind of like in its own world with the developers. Uh, this is still the same year as Crash, so these games were kind of being developed independently of each other without you know, probably a whole lot of knowing about what was going into the other one. And they came out very different for the same year, very different approaches to the same problem. But uh, I really think that the boost feature on here and just the faster pace than what CTR, I think that I'm going to put this over CTR. I think really, that, yeah, I think of huh. the two of those, I did prefer this even though it was only my first time playing and I don't have any nostalgia for it, I, I like it more than I like Crash. The music's good, too, in this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll do we'll do an official rank here in a little bit um, for both of our top, you know, our one through five. Uh, last one here that we have is probably my, I mean, it's going to be my number one right off yeah, the bat. Yeah, well, we're going to fast forward a few years and we're going to leave this nice little PlayStation sandwich that we've built with Running Wild and CTR, and uh, Speed Freaks or Speed Punks, if speed you live punks. anywhere in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So if uh, <laughs> John's very adamant about the name. We had an argument like when we first started deciding to uh, which games we want to play, and he's like, it's Speed Freaks. I'm like, no, Ryan, it is Speed Punks. No, it says right here, Speed Freaks. I'm like, I have the case in my hand, and it specifically says Speed Punks. And Ryan was so quick to point out in the song, when they start going oh, over yeah. it, they say Speed Freaks in the in song. The I'm like, intro damn song. it. So, yeah, it, it, whatever you want to call it, uh, outside of the U.S., yeah, I think it's Speed Punks here and everywhere else Speed Freaks. Uh, near and dear to my heart, I love this game. I beat you today in it. Uh, Mario Kart Double Dash. BS. Oh, yeah. So No, that wasn't BS. I beat you. So this is fast forwarding to 2003, Nintendo's Mario Kart Double Dash, probably the best kart racer of all time. Yeah. Of don't all let, time. Don't let anybody say different. This is, I, I would, actually haven't played Mario Kart 8, so I can't attest to it. Yeah, you have. Everybody said. You've played it at my house before. Have I played 8? Yeah. We've played on the Wii U. Is New there a Mario Kart 9? Uh, they is that what I have No, played? they basically did 8 something i don't remember what the hell they called it for the, for the switch oh okay yeah so you have played mario kart 8 because i know because i've beat all of our friends in mario kart yeah, 8 I, i'm actually very good at mario kart 8 it is one of my favorites but double dash the features of double dash with two racers being able to flip between double dash them change the script with uh, yeah. special items per character uh two characters on a cart lots of different cart options lots of different character options tons of great level design i mean this was classic nintendo kicking it out of the park saying hey you've had fun for the last few years making all these other cute cart racers we got you on the gamecube you know i look at some of the games that came out on the gamecube you know obviously during its time there are so many good games. How did this console not sell as well as it should have? 
I mean, because it looked too much like a toy. It had a handle, like I, a lunchbox. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Well, I mean, it had the PlayStation 2 with a DVD player, and uh, Dreamcast came out in what, 99? Yeah, I think? we don't. But G- Dreamcast did worse than. Dreamcast was part of a PS2 era. You can't deny that. It came out around the same time frame. Yeah, I know, but it did worse than GameCube. Oh, I know it did. And I wouldn't. S- we so should if probably you're talking cut about things off. that did better than GameCube. Well, I'm just that saying that would not be one of them. the game. Yeah, that's true. The GameCube did not sell very well. The Xbox, I think, sold better than it potentially. I don't. I don't that know. That was offhand. Microsoft stepping into the gaming sphere. But anyway, regardless, it should have sold as many as like, you know. And they all should have had Double Dash with it. If you owned a GameCube and you didn't own Double Dash, I don't know what you were doing. You well, got- they have a Double Dash. You know, Double Dash bundle you could have bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I think the box I have is Double Dash Bundle. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, there was a Zelda one, too, some Zelda box. And the one we played on was a Pokemon Bundle. Oh, yeah. that's why it's silver. Yeah, well, no, oh, no, no there were silver. silvers. If you look on the top, you can open up the thing. You'll see that there's a Pokemon on top of it. Right there. Oh, I thought that was just a sticker you put on there. No, well, it's a sticker, but it's a Nintendo sticker, so it's, it's worth more. It's officially on there. Yeah, it's officially oh. on there, so that's what makes it worth more money, I guess. Um, well, anyways, back to Mario Kart Double Dash. Yeah. Uh, it just it changed a lot. It changed my that, life, Ryan. The ability to have two people racing on the same team, on the same cart, one well, driving and one and throwing even like enemy- shells well, at everybody. Well, not enemies, but like, you know, you could have... A Koopa with Mario. Yeah. And then you had, like, if you had the green Koopa, three green shells. If you had the red, three red shells is your special. It's just a really cool concept. Mixing and, I and really... matching the abilities to try to come up with the perfect team. It, wait a sec. Why couldn't they make Mario Kart Switch and have two drivers that switch? I mean, Nintendo, I... you're missing out. Yeah. They could have revisited this. Uh, this is my favorite. Like, by far, my favorite Mario Kart racer, favorite racer of all time is this game. So. Yeah, me too. Uh, so, I guess from a, a gaming perspective, for anybody that hasn't played it, you're living under a rock if you haven't played this game. Um, the two racer feature, good music, characters. Obviously, there's a lot of fun involved with the characters making their different noises and voice components of it. And uh, the randomization of items, I feel, is pretty much you on point. You have double item that yeah. you can pick up now. Double item blocks. Um, you can shift between them. So if you, say, pick up a red shell, it's like, all right, let's you keep this save in a bank. And let's go ahead. and person to the driver. Exactly. And so I got my Koopa driving. And, you know, I can go ahead and try and get another You've special got item. You've the, uh, the drift boost. Yep. Drift boost is in there. Uh, chain chomps are in there. I don't remember if there's a bullet bill. I don't think there is. But you got your chain chomps. You've got your blue shells, of course. Which was this the first game that they instituted blue shells? I don't think so. I don't. Was it in N sixty four? I don't remember it being in N sixty four. Probably is. Yeah. Now you've got me questioning things that we're gonna get. People are gonna be mad too, about this, John. Why are you gonna be mad about this? Because we should know this. How would? You, how should we know this? We don't live in the world of Mario. And we didn't play Mario Kart sixty four for this. Exactly. So if you're gonna blame us on this. Blame Ryan, because he wasn't prepared with his iPad. No, yeah, there is totally blue shells Okay, in. okay, I was just curious. I don't, I don't remember. Now they're going to blame me. Um, oh, that was dude. the game that introduced it. Okay, well, fittingly enough, look at my door. We know things. Don't don't, don't hit us up on, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at the Game Deflators, except for only on Twitter at 
game deflators and tell us that we don't know things. Don't do that. Yeah, and you know, do leave five star reviews on podcast applications, iTunes included, uh, and any other applications you find us on out there. Especially you folks in the UK, you lovely people that listen to us pretty consistently. Which, yeah, we got some good subscribers out there. Yeah. Also, uh, thanks for the hitting one k. Well, yeah, we hit 1K a few weeks ago, I think. and we Oh, had yeah, it. I'm sorry. I forgot. We're talking to you from the past. Yeah, we are, actually. Don't No reasons why. <laughs> this is just... It's an illusion. Episode 66. Uh, let's get back to Mario Kart, though. Uh, so, at the price point right now, it is sitting at complete in box uh, 4076. Uh, peak back in December of 2017 for 4584. Loose, you can find this game at twenty nine eighty three currently. All prices complimentary at PriceCharting.com. And uh, peaked forty two fifty two back in February of twenty sixteen. Trending down on that, trending up on the complete in box. You also wanted to mention that there is a double disc version oh, yeah, of yeah. this, a special edition. Yeah, a special edition with some demos. That's sitting at like thirty something. It or was forty 50 something complete in box yeah 51 complete in box and like 34 35 loose or something i didn't that wouldn't make sense though so i'm gonna guess it's it depends on how you you know it could have been a loose listing but it mm. had the case mm. so yep loose 29.83 special edition 51 complete in box normal 40.76 ryan do you think it is inflated or deflated at that price point oh man it's almost like new complete in box yeah, and obviously I think it's worth every penny. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to only have a game to play that's a kart racer, this is the one. This is the one that I would get. And also you pick up uh, GameCube pretty cheap. Yeah, GameCube isn't that expensive. Or you could just pick up a Wii. Play it on there. Mm, yeah, first play it gen, on your first Wii. First-gen Wii. Uh, hook up some GameCube controllers, get your memory card in there, and that'll cost you 15 20 bucks. Easy enough. Well, and you don't even need the GameCube controllers for this game. Like, I know you do for Smash, but, like, I think that you can play. Oh, no, no. you can't play on a Wii. No, see, now well, everybody's going to get you? mad at you and yell at us for not yeah. knowing our stuff, Ryan. Don't worry, world. Uh, I am correcting him right now. You cannot play Mario Kart Double Dash with a Wii controller. That's right. It's not compatible, Ryan. Mm. It's not. Well, now, you, you might be able to play the, if a, You don't want the gyro turning anyways. Exactly. You may be able to play if a DDR pad, though. We should try that. No. No, we shouldn't. Uh, imagine trying power boost on that. So I think it's worth every penny at forty seventy six. I'm not going to say that I'd be willing to pay more on this, but frankly, I would probably be willing to pay more. Uh, you know, you can go get a copy of the new Mario Kart and have a good time, but you're not going to have as good of a time playing this gem of a GameCube yeah, game. Yeah, there's just certain features on here that the, you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, it's like playing, a, well, for me, playing Mario Baseball. Uh, sluggers on mm -hmm. the uh, I think it's Mario Baseball Sluggers uh, but on the GameCube I love that baseball game I will play that so consistently with friends that are willing to play that game and it's just a totally different experience from what they've released over the last few years what we really noticed in this is that you know Crash Team Racing was good Speed Punks was really good I think if I had to rate all the games I'd probably put Running Wild at the bottom Double Dash at the top followed by uh, Speed Punk's right behind that, Crash Team Racing, and then Diddy Kong hanging in there. Actually, yeah, probably down yeah. there. So, uh, this is going to be very shocking to you how my responses come through. 
Mario Kart Double Dash, okay, Speedpunks, Crash Team Racing, Diddy Kong Racing, and Running Wild. So we're the same. We are the same. This is a momentous occasion. We it's, have never agreed on a top five, I ever. Mean, it kind of just goes chronologically backwards, except for Running Wild was crap, so that got that flip. But you can see a gradual evolution in these games and seeing how, you know, slight modifications here, slight changes there made for very different you know attempts and we're probably we're probably not doing a great job <laughs> explaining all the little differences but it was fun to be able to play all these different games and really kind of get a feel for how they're different we'll see we're doing our job because we're leaving it up to mystery for them to go ahead and make the informed decision on their own if we gave every single little detail about these games away there'd be nothing left for them to experience so uh, there's nothing left for you to experience in Running Wild. Don't even bother. Yeah, no. Just uh, if you find that game, um, break it so my copy goes up in value. There we go. There's no reason for you to purchase it and own it and play it. Just my copy just needs to go up in value so I can sell it and we'll get a turn good the racer. Market. Yeah, exactly. Let's turn the market on Running Wild. Get it super expensive to where it's garbage pricing, and then I can sell it and get good racers on the cheap because you didn't break those. You kept them. All right. Uh, well, that's about it for episode 66. Uh, join us next week for episode 67. And do we know what we're talking about in episode 67 yet? So we're... We're, we're bouncing kinda, some ideas. Yeah, yeah. we're doing a few weird episodes here. We'll get everything back on track soon enough. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, there's a and d episode in our future here that we can uh, chat about some of those awesome D&D games that at least I've played. I don't know about Ryan. And we can talk about our adventures that we've had with our two campaigns and previous campaigns. Uh, other than that, I, I'm really not sure what the folks want to listen to. Maybe they should comment on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram and everywhere you can find the Game Deflators podcast. Let us know what you guys would like to hear from the Game Deflators. And if not, we're just going to keep posting memes and posting episodes and you guys will just listen. All right. My name's John. I'm Ryan. And we are the Game, Game Deflators. Deflators.